Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern blog. Uh, Maybe group, Facebook group. Uh, oh, yeah, Discord server. I knew I was getting something. We got it all. It's there for you. So, I know I put a call out for people to leave voice messages, whether via the Anchor app or a Google number, as to how they got into gaming, but you don't have to do it just that way. If you want, you can email me at Tenkars Tavern. Sorry, Tenkars. Excuse me. Tenkars.tavern at gmail.com. Or you can use Facebook. I got a. Somebody left me a message on the, uh, on the Facebook page. So, we're going to, you know, uh, go to that one. Uh, Jer- uh, uh, Jeremy. So it's like, I'm not, not calling in, but if you want to read, well, guess what, Jeremy? I am reading. Back in high school days, I remember seeing advertisements for combat games in what I think may have been Analog Magazine in the 70s. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm thinking about to those... Uh, Back in the 70s, man, magazines was your internet in a lot of ways. It was a way to go, you know, distraction. Uh, analog was certainly one of them. I used to read that a lot. Uh, in the 70s, I'm thinking that those games looked interesting. I hadn't given them much of a thought for a while when a friend had me go with him to a not-so-local shop called High Command Hobbies. I don't know what I expected, but they had copies of metagame titles there. Among them were Melee and Wizard. So, uh... Steve Jackson, I know you're not listening to the podcast, but if you were, or if uh, Phil Reed happens to listen to this, you can tell Steve that uh, Melee and Wizard got somebody into RPGs back in the 70s. Uh, I'm only where Melee and Wizard, I remember them for the advertisements. We each purchased one and read the rules on our own. Later, I remember playing through several combats together while I did mundane tasks like laundry, waiting on a wash in those building machines became less tedious when Mortal Kombat was involved. We explored those rules, and my friend somewhere ended up with one of the early boxed sets of D&D. Soon, he had a group of people playing at his house in weekly late-night games where he DM'd around his parents' dining room table. The dungeon was sort of random, but it was huge, and somehow he managed to cobble out a weak plot to keep us coming back for more. As we played in this campaign, the AD&D books came out in publication one at a time, and I managed to get each as it arrived. Both our friend pools merged over the game, and we started running almost constantly, most of us switching off as DM to keep it changing up. You know what? I remember us changing that up, uh, and in the end, it just became my job. But uh, hey, it's okay. I even remember a couple of 48-hour weekends and maybe a 72-hour run in there. God bless. One of our friends even had the run of his house for days on end while his mother was out of town. I vividly remember playing there all weekend and having the radio playing in the background on Sunday night, listening for school snow closings as we played. They did cancel school, but they didn't actually announce it until about 6 a.m. We played at least until Tuesday, taking a break every couple of hours to catch our breath and hiking to convenience stores through the snow for snacks to keep us going. When I moved to another state, AD&D was something I could take with me to help find new friends. I tried other games and liked them a lot, but I was always it was always AD&D that seemed to be the gold standard. Wherever I moved, there was some way to hook, out, hook into the local gaming community through AD&D. Eventually, I became active 
in the local RPGA group and either helped coordinate or volunteered to DM for several game conventions and the gaming portions of other fan-based cons. I dropped off the gaming map at the RPGA, was basically kicked to the curb by Hasbro, and just took on the persona of the character I played so many years ago. You can find me at many a nearby Renaissance or medieval fair as Fugli, a bard of local fame. Yes, my character was originally an old-school bard, and I still am. See, now this is, again, somebody who came into gaming not via D&D. I find that very interesting. And these are interesting stories. And this is all the time frame, you know. But even back at the beginning of gaming, AD&D spawned other RPGs. You know, and these other RPGs, some of them just hit those notes for players. So I think that's really pretty cool. So, Jeremy, thank you for writing in. Thank you for leaving this. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Now, yes, we have uh, another story from Tom. You won't have to listen to me, all right? Tom can come in and he'll, he'll Tom will tell you the story, all right? All right, I won't be reading it. All right, folks, something away for Tom. Hi, this is Tom. Uh been listening to the podcast. Wanted to leave a message about how I discovered D and D. I'm fifty one now. Uh I think when I was twelve or eleven, was in a Walden Books in the mall and saw the white box. And I had just been blown away after reading The Lord of the Rings. The white box seemed similar. Bought it. My brother, who's three and a half years younger than I, two of us read through it, played it, taught ourselves how to play, uh, and got hooked. Started getting into AD&D and the DMG and the Player's Handbook and everything else. Now I'm 51. I've taught my kids. My son is uh, 19. He's been playing for years, and I still play. But uh, we taught ourselves from the white box. Just want to leave that message. Love the podcast. Keep it up. And I'm just north of Europe in Woodstock, New York now. Bye. So Tom Tom came in with the white box. Now, it's funny. When I think back to my early game is I remember seeing Eldrick Wizardry behind glass at the KB at the local mall here. And I was like, wow, that looks awesome. You know, the woman on the altar, pretty much butt naked, right? But I played AD&D, and I didn't know how that would interact with it, and I didn't know if I could afford it. You know, and that was a bit... The problem back then, too, when we first started getting into gaming, we could only afford usually a minimal amount of gaming material. Now, as an adult, I can buy what I want. Probably buy too much if you ask great. But I did get a lot when I was younger. I'd say that my allowance or my first job, my money was going toward that in comic books. That was a good investment in comic books, right? No. But, uh, I find it very the diverse ways we all came into this hobby. I love these stories. I really do. I think they are awesome. So keep them coming, folks. Keep them coming. I will keep on sharing them. Uh, Swords and Wizardry Kickstarter. Doing well. Well over 50 grand. Close to five weeks left to funding. So let's get let's get to six figures. Let's get over 100. And James Spawns. The Hero's Journey, second edition. You've got 
maybe 10 hours left when this goes up, this podcast, to uh, back James's Kickstarter. It's doing really well. It's hit a lot of stretch goals. And James is, is a man. Nobody produces like James. So, all right, folks, on that note, as always, be safe, be well, God bless, roll those dice, and I will talk with you all later. All right, folks, bye now.